everyone and welcome to the Babel Crowd. I'm Kelly. I'm Marta and I think that today's a, a decent day. It is. It's a nice day outside. We got we got sun. We do have sun. It is cold though. It's yeah. cold. I had to walk here and in the in the shade, in the shadow, there was uh, six degrees and yesterday was 14. Um, and there's currently a yellow weather warning for the coast areas of Wales, including, you know, Ceredigion, Carmarthenshire. Um, I don't remember anymore, and I don't, I can't pronounce half of the other ones. Um, <laughs> for, you know, actually snow and ice warning. Some places they're going to be three to four centimetres of snow. Oh my god. And, like, it's not going to be in ABBA, because ABBA is coastline yeah so we're probably gonna get you know all the all the winter showers they were talking about in the news oh, yeah all the rain you know as per as per as per usual yeah usual usually, usually. Usual. i don't know i watched a youtuber that said that it, like one from a and person from england yeah it's stuck <laughs> like it, one time a youtuber from england watched it the other day and now it, it came out of my mouth i'm sorry <laughs> So um, let's let's get on with it as per usual. Um, I hate you. Also, you introduce yourself as Kelly. I know, I know, I dead name myself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shall I say it again? I'll say it again. Hello, everyone. I'm Kel, and I'm still getting used to not using my old name. Hey. Yeah. So yesterday in the group chat, randomly at night, long message from Kel saying, "I almost said Taylor. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's more wrong." <laughs> saying that I'm gonna go by Kel now um if you say Kelly um I'm, I want to acknowledge it first thing that happens on the podcast you go hi I'm Kelly I know I'm sorry well it's 25 years of habit so I'm gonna yeah true. try and train myself to yeah it's the way it is unfortunately no yeah I wanted to ask actually what made you um decide to go from Kelly to Kel <sighs> well being non-binary I don't associate myself with femininity of Kelly mm -hmm. um, at all anymore, and it's very much a yeah, it's a it's a choice for my gender. Yeah, more than anything. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. I remember oh the you know the evening where we were all googling names and you know um, family crests and stuff. Yeah. And Sindra found you know there's actually some men that's named Kelly. Yeah, there are. I mean, Kelly is a traditionally male name um but for me modern it's very there's no men named kelly yeah i mean it's like a it's a very female tradition name and yeah i wanted to be smack bang in the middle of both of them you know yeah but you know i do still like my name and cal is more of a nickname so i've got used to it i th i call you cal more than kelly yeah like usually I think whenever I call you Kelly, or have in the past, it's via text message yeah. when I'm adding you in, in, in a group chat because I need you to respond. Then I'm like, Kelly! <laughs> um, All of mine have changed now to Cal. Yeah? Like, we won't be able to do it anymore. Nice. Mm. Because I did check, like, the moment you posted, I just went to your Facebook thing, and I was like, still size Kelly. I can I see in, it. I was in the process, don't worry. <laughs> but I, I'm happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, oh, I told the moment the message came, I just read it out loud to Syndra, and he was like, well, they're changing their name. Cool. Mm. He was, uh, I don't know what response I um, expected, but, you know, in Syndra fashion, very chilled. Yeah. And he was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I like Syndra. I like Syndra for that reason. He's very chill, very cool about everything, and I love that. Yeah. I'm just going to move away from the microphone when I take a sip of my coffee. Hold up. You know, so right before we started the recording for this podcast, you know, mic wasn't on, recording wasn't on. Cal takes a mouthful of their coffee and moves so their throat, you know, where men have Adam's apples and stuff, I don't know, a millimetre from the microphone swallows loudly and oh my god, I hate you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm... You're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to pretend I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's like when I did a stream with Tay 
on RainAFK at Twitch. Go and follow them right now. They're an amazing streamer. Um, they are funny. They are very funny, very funny. Um, yeah, I was like doing ASMR on the microphone, but I don't know what it is about like fancy microphones, like the ones that you hold in front of you and they've got like the outside, like the- The fluffy thing. The fluffy thing, yeah. Immediately, I just want to do ASMR on it and I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I just, I listen to ASMR. Mm-hmm. You know, it helps with ADHD, it helps with many a thing. But I don't know if it's... Maybe I should start an ASMR channel. Maybe that's my calling, man. Maybe, like... Man. <laughs> maybe that's my calling, man. <laughs> you know, when they said that, they did, like, this, you know, head bounce. That kind of hippie, like... <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> hey, dude. I do. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, my God, weirdo. Um, so, since last week, you know, from just, you know, walking away from here and last monday um i've collected thoughts and ideas and things i want to um talk about uh, on the podcast uh i've forgotten forgotten lol uh, i've forgotten half of them um because um you know my brain i do remember some of them though one of them was uh me and cinder went shopping you know technically against um tesco policies because you're supposed to be one per household but you know yeah but nah. groups of five people in there now like no one cares no one cares i'm gonna do like a little tangent later about when i saw four 18 year olds being told off by uh tesco Honestly, workers I, I was so irate because there were three girls like teenage maybe like 20 21 like yeah very very most 21 and they were all like going in buying alcohol together not only did they not get id'd but they were all three of them at the self-service together and i was like why is no one stopping this like if someone stopped me and tay in the supermarket i have a lanyard Mm -hmm. so i can be like i have adhd I'm on the autism spectrum, I need someone to be with me while I'm shopping because otherwise I can't do it. Which is completely true. Like, I'm not lying when I say that. Yeah, I went shopping with a curl once. <laughs> I had to drag them away from an aisle by, you know, the cuff I, of their jumper. I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem. I get so, like, I hyper-focus on things when I'm shopping and I'll be like, like, like convince myself of all the reasons why I need a new pan or like why I need a new dish for casserole even though I've never made casserole in my life or like you know like shit like that when I just went in for milk also um I'm not as bad as Cal but I do have tendencies like that so when we went together that was a shitstorm oh my god it was a shitstorm it it was like up and down back and forth and we were like oh yeah we need this we need we need this and also I forgot my fucking wallet yeah (laughs) so we went we went shopping and we were like okay we'll go half and half we'll get some stuff for tonight because Martha was like hanging up what the hell are you doing was hanging out with me and um we went to the shop and we were getting some stuff for a taco night or, yeah for you tonight know, <laughs> actually i call it tacos now but we'll we'll say that we'll talk about that in a minute yeah um, and we get everything in the car and we get to the till and martha's like oh fuck i've got no money and i'm like oh that's fine and martha's like no it's not fine i'm like no it's really fine like i wouldn't care i don't care and much is like no, i'll pay you back I'll, I'll pay for everything i'll do you're, you're the best i'm really sorry and i was like man there's no biggie like fucking shut the fuck up <laughs> and you know today i got so two tens out of my wallet ran away from cal to taylor like cal chased me because they didn't want my money <laughs> i don't want your fucking money i don't want money. i got my own money it's fine i don't want whatever <laughs> I had to barricade her into the kitchen and she still got past me. I'm a sneaky bitch. Yeah. So yeah, you know, back to my story. Also, little tangent back to the story again. I also forgot my ID and we were buying ciders. Oh yeah, and it, luckily they didn't ID us. They didn't. So, luckily. That would have been the only issue. Yeah, probably. But also, yeah, back to my story. Me and Cinder were shopping and we need needed new toothbrushes you're supposed to buy new toothbrushes every three months i keep forgetting so randomly i'll be like wow ah, we need a new to- toothbrush i do not buy any toothbrush every three months <laughs> did not know that was a thing not gonna lie i i know some random facts and stuff sometimes yeah yeah, yeah um so we were i didn't think about the fact that we need new toothbrushes we're walking down the aisle 
you know, in Tesco where the toothbrushes, toothbrushes, the toothbrushes, and you know, the other end there's you know shampoo, um, yeah, pads yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I keep, I just keep walking. Cinder's behind me with a trolley thing, and he's like, "Do you want a vibrating toothbrush?" Um, and I was like, "Do you, um, do you mean like an electric toothbrush? You know, like Oral B." And I turn around and I was like, "Do you mean like electric?" He was like, "No, vibrating." And I was like, "Oh no, we're in the wrong store for that, honey." <laughs> toothbrush, Cal. Toothbrush. Yeah, like it's like the. It was advertised as a vibrating toothbrush, okay? It was Oral-B. It looked like a normal, you know, uh, um, analogue toothbrush. Why would it vibrate? I'm so confused. Um, and, you know, I was like, okay, sure. Bring it back home. Um, it's got two buttons on it. Where, when you press one of the buttons, some pieces um, in the bristles um, are moisturised, so they... Swift back and forth. I don't know. They move, so they're supposed to be more efficient with getting like plaque off without buying like a proper electric toothbrush. Um, you know what Cinder did? What? Ten minutes within us walking through the door, he put like takes out the toothbrush, and then at the bottom of it, you know, the handle. Um, there's a thing you can screw off, take off, and there's the battery. You know, like a triple A something. He pulls it out. He's like, oh, okay, that's how it how it works. Puts it back in. You know what? Oh. He broke it. <laughs> Syndrome, my darling. Oh my god, don't mess with things. Trust me. Like he hadn't even tried it once and he fucking broke it. <laughs> you know what? Actually, it's not Syndra's fault. It's a shit product. Oh well, yeah, he <laughs> he uh, he also came to the same conclusion. He was like, this is crap. <laughs> I've took the batteries out, I know it don't fucking work. Ridiculous. Yeah, but he put put it back in, but there's like this um, metal thingy that goes along uh, one side of the, the battery and then it kind of folds up at the end. So, you know, you get the poles of the, of the yeah, battery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And But when he took it out, one of them got like bent out outwards and we weren't able to bend it back into original um position oh, i nice. i kind of like um <laughs> bit violent i took the the end of the the what toothbrush and not cindra the toothbrush you <laughs> idiot um and i pressed it against the edge like really really hard i thought i was gonna like, i don't know break something like not the table the toothbrush um and I tried to bend this metal thing back and i managed to get it but it was still like two millimeters away from touching the battery so don't fucking work what Cindra did was he got my cotton swabs ripped my cotton swabs to pieces stuffed it into the the end cap of the toothbrush and he still has to you know um do some jiggling some screwing on it to make it turn on when he's gonna brush his teeth because the doofus broke his toothbrush the moment we got home from the shop <laughs> i love him so much he's an icon i really hope he knows that he really is he's an icon i love him so much what an angel yeah you know i love him too yeah so I think you did. yeah i was i died laughing when he was standing there and he was like he won't turn on he's like pressing the buttons and i'm like you broke it <laughs> you broke it you numpty <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, so that was funny. The moment that happened, I was like, I'm gonna tell Cal and put in the podcast about this. Of course, we need to know about all of the Syndra adventures. We should have an episode just the adventures of Syndra. Yeah, the stupid adventures of Syndra and Tay. Yeah, that I think we would get enough content if we do that. If you only do Syndra, um, I don't think much will happen because when I left him, he was. When I left him, he was wearing his Abba hoodie, some uh, a pair of um, like you know sweatpants, shorts, uh, on the sofa under a blanket watching YouTube. And oh my God, that's me. It was. That's me. It was. It was ten to twelve. Okay, it was ten to twelve, and he was still there. And I was like, so you know when I'm gone, could you please um, tidy up a bit? And he was like, yeah. And then all of yesterday, he he played Crusader Kings. There's not a lot ha happening. No. I was playing Spyro through the day. Yeah, I know. And I hyper-focused on it for probably about five hours. I didn't realise it didn't eat. I didn't- I got- I came out of my episode 
like you know hyper focused thing and i was like i need a piss like real bad like real bad how long have i needed this and to the point where i could barely get up right and mm-hmm. i was trying to get up and go to the toilet i could not get up I took it to the toilet. I was like... You Did you piss yourself? No, I didn't piss myself. I managed to make it. But it was a struggle. It was a struggle. That's that little fucking purple dragon. I swear down. <laughs> the shit you can do to a human being. I don't know. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, no. Um, you you streamed with, with Tay. I did. Um, it was yesterday. And it was yesterday. It was good fun. I watched it and I was sucked like simultaneously sucked into the black hole that's finn.no and puppies yeah i want a puppy so bad oh me too it's okay it's cool you know what i can't even plant this in the case okay we're just gonna leave it if it plings it. it's gonna pling it's gonna pling it'll be like a little nice background noise i don't know i don't even know how to turn the sound off on that thing yeah, there's an iPad next to me and it's gone off a few times and I haven't noticed. I put it, I put the screen down because it was distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, ah, I just put that down and now the sound is going off and I'm just very sorry. I'm not professional. I will get better. <laughs> yeah, I was looking into buying microphones yesterday from when I go back to Norway. Oh so I don't have a uh, crap sound when nice. we're going to uh, record over the, over the internet, the interweb. Hell yeah. No, I need to get a... I'm thinking that maybe when I get Tay and I stream the microphone, yeah. Shh, don't tell, don't tell. Um, then do I they listen to the podcast? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, if you heard that, I'm not getting your streaming microphone. That was that was a uh, that, that, that was, was a lie. <laughs> that was a lie. I did it for the did it for the clout. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm thinking I may possibly get this one. Maybe yes. only two. You know, yeah, and then when you guys stream together, you can have your own microphones. Oh yeah, because on the stream, like it did get better after I commented on it, but um, Tay's sound was you know really good, and then yours, it sounded like you were sitting like a, I don't know two meters away from the microphone. <laughs> yeah, well, because it was like in the middle of us. Yeah. And- it was like slightly more towards Tay's side. Yeah. But I kept pulling it back and then Tay kept pulling it back towards them and I kept pulling it back towards me and we were like, it's my fucking microphone, stop taking it away from me. Um, so yeah, I think having our own microphones would be beneficial. Yeah, I think so too. Definitely. I also looked at furniture yesterday and I'm getting like, um, do you have a word for like performance anxiety? Um performance anxiety but just that just that yeah. just that um from me needing to uh when we're gonna furnish our flat because the flat me and Sindra are getting it's uh we're renting but there's no furniture with it we get all the apply like the appliances it comes with um not a washing machine so i was looking at washing machines the other day oh my god um so we need to buy furniture and i'm just everything needs to look nice oh my god i want it oh my uh. yeah yeah it all needs to be matching it needs to be matching yeah and and then i'm like i want it to look it needs to look good and and i was like i was on ikea and i was kind of scrolling through and then i got overwhelmed because i didn't i kind of knew what vibe i wanted but i didn't know what anything looked like and i was just sitting there scrolling 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 and i was kind of dying on the inside because yeah. i was like oh, i want this now i want i want to buy this now i want to and then yeah i couldn't yeah you need to make an interior design mind map yeah i i'm gonna um, devote my life to Pinterest tomorrow, I think. Yes, that's a good idea. Gonna sacrifice my soul to the to the devil of Pinterest. I did that many a year ago. Yeah. Very useful. Mm-hmm. Very useful. Plus there's so many nice like plant rooms with like fairy lights and shit on there and Oh yeah, of course you got the one thing that Cal goes, like, oh yeah, a room in a house, plant room. <laughs> Every room is a plant room, are you kidding me? We're, we're currently sat next to five plants. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the only room that doesn't have a plant isn't that um, Tay's office space, your spare room. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it is. So th- you is... don't have plants everywhere? There is a plant in there. There is a plant. There's a couple of cactuses in there. Oh, uh, yeah. Is it cactuses or is it cacti? Uh, it's cactuses to me. <laughs> <laughs> cacti, I guess. Because yeah. I read somewhere at one point that people, 
well, like people saying cacti, that's wrong. And then I'm like, a lot of people saying cacti. And then I read this place. And I'm like, no, no, it's cactuses. But I hate the word cactuses. Mm. It's SSS. Yeah. Yeah. Cactuses. Yeah. Cacti. I have another thing. Yeah. That I've been thinking about. The fact that um, Sindra's uh, world was uh, pushed off its axis. His... Um, he was mind blown by the fact that um, haiku doesn't have to have um, a set set of syllables. 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 Yeah. 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 No. It, a lot of people think it's five seven five, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. It can be five seven five. That's your traditional form, but it doesn't have to be five seven five. You can change it up. Yeah. yeah. So when I told Sandra that after our first um lesson with gavin he was like wait what what and he was like that can't be right no and then whenever um haiku is mentioned he just goes into this little bit of you know his tiny man rage um about the (laughs) he's just like no it's supposed to have five seven five and yeah sure meme crater boy you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shut up. So, yeah. No shit, Moon Critter Boy. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm trying to explain to him that, yeah, traditionally, it's um, 575, but also from like a linguist, linguistic perspective and a translator's perspective, translating from Japanese to English, for example, what they do is they have to interpret the image of the poem, not the uh, yeah. words directly, because um, Japanese is, um, what's it called? Um, time. Yeah, yeah, that and just one of the those could be loads of different words. It could just be like an image in itself, and then translating that to you know the minimalistic ways of English. Um, they have to not take it you know word for word. Yeah. Um, they have to kind of represent um the kind of the visual image that is brought forth through the poem and also you know the feeling the state of mind that comes from the haiku yeah because it's you can't have five seven five syllables across all languages and expect it to have the same meaning yeah definitely yeah especially with uh languages such as you know japanese that have significantly longer words in terms of syllables and you know five seven five could be a whole fucking word yeah so it doesn't it it doesn't make sense to do that you just have to kind of you know like you said gravitate towards the visuals and the the meaning of the poem rather than you know the syllables themselves yeah i was thinking about that when i walked over and you know after starting you know my ma i have come to the realization that um bailey has become one of my favorite authors or writers. Bailey is one of uh, the students doing the MA with us, creative writing, and their imagery is so good. Yeah, very good. Um, both prose and poetry. Um, don't worry, Cal, you're still one of my, my favorite poets. Okay. Um, but you are more, your poems are not PG. No. No, it's uh, very mature and yeah. it's very um i don't know naked in the explicit um things that they discuss and bring yeah. forth and stuff um and bailey bailey's is not in that way it's no. very um beautiful um much more about like nature and yeah nature mm-hmm. and stuff like that. i have written poems like that um but i find that there's a lot of space already created for that stuff and if yeah. I'm going to write about something I want to write about something that doesn't have a space yet yeah you know I want to create a space for something rather than you know just adhere to a space that's already yeah, there exactly like yeah I'm good at nature poetry and I like writing poetry about water for example yeah but the anthology I'm working on for the end of the master's course is about water but also about fluid identity yeah about you know not conforming to your gender identity that you were assigned at birth for example yeah um so it's about that but that's how i make my poetry different and like you said very naked very raw explicit yeah to just regular nature poetry because there's a lot of that already 
Yeah. But so I uh, I really enjoyed. So one of the assignments that we as creative uh, writing MAs had uh, for 12th of January was um, uh, 3,000 words of prose, um, you know, a short story, beginning, middle, end, or I don't know how many pages of poetry. Uh, was it 12? 10? Yeah, it was like 10. 10? 12? Yeah, something like that. And um bailey's in my um, writer as practitioner group which means that i get to workshop their pieces um and i've been just mind blown by the imagery and how delicately they write yeah very delicately like their their prose and like their um their prose for children and like their yeah. animals and children's prose and stuff it's really well written and very 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 beautiful it's so um, delicate and like mm. i feel like not really fragile but like very um i feel like it's um you know when you get like a like a rainbow through a window and you get like a rainbow across the floor yeah yeah i, I get those kind of vibes <laughs> yeah yeah definitely very um oh god what's the word uh not delicate another word oh, i'll think of it but yeah it's very yeah it's very aesthetically pleasing i guess yes i was thinking about for you know if you know listeners want and you know you keen i was thinking about maybe um messaging bailey and be like do you want us to read one of your poems on the podcast that'd be cool, we, be cool. unless we um Kind of invite them on and ask them to read it. Yes, that would be yeah, cool. Because yeah. this is also very, very nice. It is. Very soothing. Very soothing and is, you know, probably best read in their voice because it, it kind of, when I read it in my head, I read it in their voice. Yeah. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. And also they, when they created it, they know where their uh, imagined pauses are, yeah, where yeah, they yeah. want, what, what words they want to emphasise. Yeah, definitely. Um, opposed to us who would... We, we try to make it art, uh, but it's not our, our art. No. So. No. No, exactly. It's not. Like, when other people read out my poetry, for example, they'll never stop in the places I stop. No, definitely. Or kind of, like, emphasise the words I emphasise, because I when I wrote them, I had the emphasis on these specific words, and if they're not emphasised, it doesn't sound how I intended it to sound. Even if it's the same words, the emphasis can make all the difference. Yeah, definitely. When you read it, absolutely. Because em um, emphasis brings forth specific images. It's yeah. when uh, just how, you know, punctuation works, or just a normal sentence in English. Um, if you emphasise the first word or the last word, the word in the middle, um, the sentence gets a completely different meaning. Yeah. Um, so em emphasis in poetry is very important. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Definitely. In terms of like the words and, you know, if, if you have um, emphasis in certain places, then you need to, you need to make that clear. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wanted, oh, we're almost half an hour i'm gonna ask ask my question pick your brain cal happy days yes do it um so i've got this little notebook in front of me there you go <laughs> um so i wanted to ask cal about the process of a publication um where you compare the view from someone an editor in a press mm -hmm. uh, to that of being you know the author and sending your work your baby yeah. to a press how like the process is different how kind of um yeah like how does it differ emotionally um physically um yeah. so yeah because i know i'm on the anthology i'm your little editor gremlin to quote both gremlin. both me and you from the fledgling state uh, yeah. state of the anthology um but you have your own press i do indeed um so you're more not just dipping your toes in the way i am you're like fully sub submerged yeah <laughs> i like went in head first yeah um yeah i think it when I was submitting work to editors and presses before I had my press, I was very much looking for that sense of achievement, productivity and validation. And I didn't necessarily like being published would have been like a bonus. And I was a few times published by these people. 
but there were a couple of times I was rejected and mm-hmm. that wasn't necessarily the problem what I wanted to do was get the experience in the industry yeah so putting my pieces forward for presses not only had like me a chance at getting published but it also allowed them to know my name yeah it allowed them to know that I am someone who has you know provided you with a bio and you know it's, it's also practice as well when you you know if you are earlier on in your publishing and writing days um and you're sending off to big presses you're probably not going to get it and that's just the harsh reality of it you have to start at small presses and you're much more likely to get into a small press like mine for example you know like i've only just started out this year yeah so we're still very very small um but if you're sending off to big presses it's very much an act of practice um yeah what i find is different being the editor of my own press is that i have the power to make those feelings of productivity and validation and success happen for these people so like even if their work isn't quite up to scratch yet i will not do what other presses do and just write them off and not give them any feedback i will give them a document of feedback where they should improve maybe resubmit to me or resubmit to someone else and that is what i think a lot of writers especially budding writers need in the publishing industry they don't need to be this isn't good enough you know that's it he's be like we're not going to publish your work right now but what i will do is annotate your document with everything that i think you should maybe do in future Mm -hmm. and then you know practice your craft refine it and come back to me or yeah refine your craft and go back to someone else because at the same time i want to uphold the quality of my press but i also don't want to squash writers dreams because that same writer that submitted something that wasn't quite up to scratch could be a best-selling writer in a couple of years time so i want to give them the tools that they can to you know perfect that craft i guess yeah because i i didn't start actually sending my stuff off to presses um until february last year so i've only been trying to get myself published for a year um and i find it very intimidating because up until now i've only had one thing that i've been told by my tutors that this is something you could get published um so i've been sitting with this little my little piece of um my little baby thing um and that's been like the only thing that i felt have been has been like worthy of uh being published and it still hasn't been been published i've sent it off several times um usually i don't hear back because you know that's the reality of um yeah presses don't necessarily get back to you all the time and that i disagree with completely because even if you're a big press you're going to have a bigger team and you will or should have the time to get back to your submitters because those people will never get back to you again and you have lost people that have given you interest in your company and i think that is really disrespectful personally which is yeah i would never do that and i mean i get like you know having thousands and thousands and thousands of people for publishing houses like penguin and you know like um oh pens in the margins for example like yeah there are going to be thousands and thousands of manuscripts being sent to you on a weekly basis and i understand not being able to get back to all of them but only getting back to a couple of them that are successful and not even bothering to look at the others i just think is completely out of order um yeah and i i know that's very easy of me to say being a small press and only getting like a handful of submissions every couple of days but at the same time i feel like i would want to help people out that are investing time in my company you know? yeah but also you you're doing this press in addition to a lot of other things yes um they have this like reading through submissions as as their job yeah yeah. that's like um five days a week you know eight to five that's that's the thing they do you're choosing to do this on top of uni work um internship another job that i can't remember at the moment (laughs) um tree house no three three okay yeah not much longer though i'll be cambering news soon oh yeah oh yeah so happy for you thank you um but yeah so i've got i got one i've gone like several times a bit they've rejected me mm-hmm. um but one of them made me feel happy even though they said no to it they were like i really enjoyed reading your piece um 
and I'm sorry to say that it doesn't fit with our magazine at this time, but I've really, really enjoyed reading it and um, please send it somewhere else and I hope I get to read it sometime. And I was like, oh my God, my little heart. Yeah, I mean, that made me happy. All the other times I've been like, now I'm sad. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, like you send something off and if you don't hear back for like a month, for example, you're thinking, okay, fair enough. They've got to read through submissions. I get it, whatever. Because you can never know when a press is going to get back to you. That's another thing. Um, there's no specific time scale necessarily. They've got to do things. They've got to even small presses have got a lot on their plates and they're probably not going to be able to get back to you within a week or so. Um, oh yeah, I would be shocked if I sent mine off and then a week later I had a response. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, but once you send it off and you've been waiting for a month, if you get that email that is like, sorry, we've not accepted your piece. Bye. Yeah. It's like, really? Is that, that's all? Like, mm -hmm. if you're going to send off a rejection letter, at least make it nice. Like, there's a couple of pieces for my press that I'm going to have to reject. Yeah. Um, and I won't obviously name them on here for, you know, yeah. for, for obvious reasons, but there are a couple of pieces that I'll probably have to reject. And I'm trying to craft what I think the rejection letter should be like. Yeah. And I'm going to go through the document and highlight and comment on the things that I maybe thought were a little bit off and that they could maybe, you know, reiterate. But that's because I'm a smaller press. Yeah. And I'm able to do that. But I'm also aware that presses that are bigger won't have time to individually go through every odd document and scan all the words and analyze and give them comments and stuff but as for as long as i'm a small press that has time to do that i will because i believe in you know giving writers all the tools they need to be able to succeed in the publishing industry yeah like this press they you know they didn't um go through my work the way you are doing yeah. to your submitters but they still took the time to at least make me feel like they saw me as a person yeah. and not just as you know this number or this email um you know and they they just said i enjoyed this uh, but it doesn't it doesn't suit us at this time yeah. um and just saying that it's i don't know one sentence exactly it's one sentence and it's even like I mean, even to say as far as like, even if you just said that same thing to everyone you rejected, even if you just said, I really enjoyed reading a piece, that's something that that person will take away then and be like, oh, you know, they actually think of me as a person. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, they, they enjoyed reading my piece, etc. I mean, like I've had a rejection from a small press. Um, the name is Stone of Madness Press, and they're mm -hmm. really good, actually. They're an LGBT, non-binary-owned um, press, and that's one of the reasons I submitted to them. Um, and this was last year. And they sent off a piece, and they were like, this is a stunning piece. Um, we really enjoyed it. I enjoyed this specifically. And they were like, we're, we're a couple living in the in the Alpines by ourselves. You know, we, we go through these on a daily basis. I'm sorry to let you know that this isn't suitable for the magazine at this time but i would really encourage you to resubmit and um this is what you should work on yeah and it was essentially to do with the theme and i was so so thankful that they'd taken the time to be like oh this is who we are you know this is what we're doing i'm not a fake person i'm not a robot i'm mm -hmm. a bot that's replying to you i'm a human being and i want to let you know that this is why we didn't accept your thing and i was like look i really genuinely appreciate you being so respectful and you know kind about my work because at the end of the day i am a living breathing working writer and yeah. you know for you to just kind of for presses to just kind of you know blow off work and be like nah you know it's just like who do you think i am like do you think i'm just some robot that is just writing for you know but like i've my heart and soul went into that piece of work and you can't give me more than like two words you know yeah just, i don't agree with that at all but i think the main thing about like the main difference about being the writer submitting and being the editor that people submit to is that i am able to change everything about what i would say as an editor like when i've sat there in the past and been like if i was the editor i would have said this now i can do that yeah now i can be like you know what i'm not gonna treat these people like editors have treated me treated in the past i'm gonna say these things i'm gonna be nice and i'm gonna change the publishing industry as i would like to change it you know yeah i really really like that and i'm i'm trying really hard to write something to submit to cal and and their press um but I haven't been able to produce something that I feel like is Cal worthy. Aww. 
Um, so I'm I'm trying real hard, and I'm very glad that Cal doesn't have a deadline. <laughs> no, I don't have a deadline. Subs are just open um, for the first issue because I'm looking for about thirty between 30 and 50 yeah. submissions um, of prose, poetry, art, including photography, abstract paintings, all sorts, um, mixed media, everything under the sun, really. Um, and in the ocean theme, so as soon as I kind of hit that, I'll just close submissions with maybe a day or so's notice. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I want to be able to look back on submissions but one thing i'm also doing is um as soon as submissions close mm -hmm. if you've submitted something to me for the first issue and it's not been accepted for this one yeah i'll automatically reconsider it for the second issue i like that yeah so your submissions are kind of like on backlog backlog mm -hmm. so it's like um it's like when you apply for a job and they keep your cv for further positions yeah like you're like oh, okay well i haven't accepted you for this job right now but can you keep my cv and say case something comes up so these past submitters may very well receive a message from me and be like, oh, so this piece of work wasn't great for the first issue, but it's actually really, you know, fitting the surrealist theme for the fifth. Yeah. You know, do you want to, do you still get to get this piece published? Um, because, you know, don't want to kind of just write it off forever. Yeah. Mm. That's really insightful, actually. Um, and, you know, just going to put it out there into the into the world on the internet um when you do need more people um and if i'm not you know overloaded with work which i probably won't be mm. please put me on your editing team <laughs> don't worry you're the first person i've lined up for an editing oh, heck yeah big happy because yeah, i'm i'm very very rapidly growing in followers on twitter yeah went from 30 to 60 within 24 hours that's huge yeah so like i doubled in followers and like more small presses are starting to notice me and retweet my name and stuff like that and yeah the press so as we start to get more submissions i will be reeling you in as my editor yeah i'll probably regret this at one point when i'm like at <laughs> up at 2 a.m being like i need to read these things for kelly by tomorrow but yeah that's gonna be great i think like in the future if the press starts to make money and we start to become an oh, house, yes this could be your job a paid job i would love that so much it's a dream job it is my being an editor um it's a dream job for me run a press with me as well of all people oh yeah one of my favorite people right there exactly um but i do rem so today is the last meeting with the anthology where we are going through submissions because it closed uh last wednesday it did. um 31st it last wednesday, yeah it's so weird um but yeah so we had a meeting uh thursday and it's true that in like the last couple of days you get so much because usually we go through I don't know four poems, um, a short story or two, uh, maybe a few pictures, um, you know, f photography yeah. in one meeting, and we have our meetings for an hour. No way were we gonna get through all of the things. Oh no, we had fifteen submissions, man. We had all, most of which were actually prose, so they were like between a thousand and two thousand words, and with a team of like. 16 is it 15 16 although they don't always turn up yeah um, not everyone always turns up but that we there's usually seven or eight of us on the call yeah for me hosting a meeting between seven or eight people and try and read fucking four pieces of prose between a thousand and two thousand words long doesn't happen in an hour of space time it doesn't no so you need to especially for this week we needed to have you know more times which is two meetings yeah so we are having a meeting today from five till six um when you know when we're done recording this i'm gonna sprint home and read mm -hmm. um but i'm very happy with the last few pieces of, yeah. of pro submissions because they've been a bit iffy uh, up until now up until now the prose hasn't been very strong the poetry however has been really strong we've accepted yeah. a lot of poetry definitely but if i'm honest i feel like balancing out the difference between prose and poetry is very much a case of accepting more poetry than prose because if you have more pro as much prose as poetry you're gonna have hundreds of pages of prose because prose takes up paces pages god <laughs> um, prose takes up like four or five pages at a time especially yeah. for an a4 print yeah are we doing an a4 or we're we gonna do um a5 
Oh, no, not A4, sorry, A5. Yeah, yeah. A5 print. Sorry, A5 print, it's usually between, well, depending on how big the, the font is. Uh, for the font, yeah, five or six pages. Yeah. Um, so, realistically, it's nice to have a lot of poetry to balance that out in between the pieces, um, which is kind of the vision I had for this. Yeah, um, I'm so looking forward to going through and, like, putting things together, oh, kind of finding an order, like, oh, a flow yeah. to, like, a theme. Because, like, we have an overall theme, but people people have uh, interpreted it differently. Yeah, and so then, differently. So yeah. yeah. So, but I feel like the last couple of submissions have been a lot stronger uh and that makes me real excited because there have been a few where i know other people on the team have liked them and i've kind of been just sitting back and not said anything because i'm like i don't like this yeah yeah i feel like in the anthology so far a personal opinion does get in the way a little bit like there's a couple yeah. of people that don't like poetry as much yeah and will be like well i don't know all this poetry i'll be like well i like poetry and i'm the editor so yeah <laughs> you know it's like um it's and there's a poetry committee for a reason and like we have people that are not that big a fan of prose and then you know don't yeah. accept as much prose same thing with photography and art um but it's about finding the happy balance yeah think, you know personal opinion can come in to a certain extent but i think what i've learned most about being on an editing team is that personal opinion above all else doesn't matter because it's no. this person's work you have to read it and analyze it with you know is it is it like written are the sentences good yes are the like have they adhered to the theme yes have like yeah. if you don't like the story in itself like is it written well yeah it's is like, it like coherent yeah like in poetry is the musicality good enough yeah like for example a really good example is like um there was this poem that was published in one of the magazines i was published in and i hated the poem i'm yeah. not gonna say which one it was it wasn't anyone that we know or anything which no. rando. yeah but i was like this is such a weird concept for a poem i really don't like it it was about something i didn't like but the musicality was spawn yeah the form was spawn the word choices were spot on the embedded rhyme was amazing it was mm -hmm. stunning except i just really didn't like it personally yeah and i was like this shouldn't affect whether or not it goes in i mean like if it's offensive fair enough we don't want it in the thing yeah if it's got questionable themes in it fair enough but that's not personal opinion that's common sense <laughs> you know true yeah. yeah um but it's very much about like and this is something i've learned in my own press as well yeah is if someone submits something and it's not exactly to my taste for example if they wrote a story about you know playing rugby on the beach next to the ocean yeah that's still technically in the theme Mm -hmm. I'm not a big rugby person and no. I may not get a lot of the references but if it's coherent and it's you know written with professionalism if it's written well there's no spelling mistakes there's no grammar errors there's no reason why I shouldn't accept it yeah it's exactly theme, and it's it's on theme and it's everything I asked for so it can't it can't just be like the magazine of things Kel likes for, <laughs> for example <laughs> that would be you know, would be a cool mag though maybe I'll get an issue of just you know write about my interests bitches <laughs> and do it well do it well it won't be published <laughs> no i'd never do that um but like there is a there is a story that has been submitted that is very strange yeah but it's, it's in surrealist form yeah so i kind of had to do a little bit of research on surrealist form and the ways it can and to be fair it's brilliant once you read it how it's meant to be read it's very good yeah um but but yeah it's just yeah, it's about trying to see things from a professional point of view rather than seeing it from an opinionated point of view. And I think that's something I've definitely learned this year. Yeah. I've done all this stuff. Yeah, same. Um, and I feel like even just being on the anthology myself, Yeah. I've, I've learned that and seen how important it is to be professional, but also how difficult it can be, um, depending on who the people you surround yourself with. Um, and are you able to kind of separate your personal feelings uh, for, you know, what the story is about from the, like, is it a good piece? Like, um, identifying if the fact that you want to say no to this, is it personal opinion or is it because it's bad? Yeah. Um, so that's been uh, really educational. 
yeah for, it's for me it's been, um it's been really educational i think doing this like being the managing editor for the anthology and mm-hmm. then also being the founding editor for the seafront review the two have fed into each other really nicely like yeah um, all the things i learned starting the anthology back in september yeah it was, was so it september was october yeah and then launching the seafront review in late february yeah was just like that that couple of months taught me more than anything i'd ever learned about the editing and publishing industry through any other experience um because i was you know hands-on trying to run a magazine and yeah you know as as the managing editor and it was very it was a lot but it taught me a lot about how to launch my own press and honestly i think without the experience of the anthology it wouldn't have i wouldn't i would have been able to do it as fruitfully as i have done yeah Um, and i really enjoy your your like little update tweets uh from your press where you're like oh i got like 600 something hits yeah i think without the experience of september and october onwards yeah i would not have been able to you know launch this press as i have been able to because you know like you said with the update tweets yeah you know do you want to carry on with that um i just whenever you tweet that i go to your like i kind of open the page for for your press and i scroll down to the bottom of the page and i'm like oh yeah look at all these people all these hits and i'm like some of these are me yeah, and because yeah. I've been like looking at your your page a few times, um, I've I haven't read all of the reviews that you've posted, yeah. but I've read some of them and they're they're really good. Um, uh, Cal's Press uh, Seafront Review they got some reviews of uh, I wrote a review for a book. You did. Um, Aline, um, someone who's doing the MA with us, wrote a review for. Uh, a tv show and a manga i think yeah Yeah. um there's been what did joey write a review about uh two comics two comics yes is it horror uh no it's well actually no it's more like it's kind of dark themes yeah um but they're independent comics so yeah it was really nice to submit something like that yeah so there's a little bit for everyone so i would encourage our listeners to go check out um the seafront review it's on wordpress isn't it no yeah uh yeah so it's the seafrontreview.wordpress.com sorry dot com um and the twitter is seafront underscore review yeah so you can go and follow me on there um i say us but it is just me single-handedly doing it so i write all the tweets in third person about myself because you know professionalism um but you can go on there and the link to the website is in the bio so you can yeah and you know when we're talking about twitter the Not podcast yet. got a Twitter. It did indeed. I was sat there and I messaged Marta and I was like, I'm making a uh, Twitter for the Bubble Crowd. And she was like, hell yeah. So um, Yeah, and yeah, I, I've actually time. been thinking about it since uh, last time. Yeah. Uh, that we should have a Twitter or an Instagram where we could like post pictures of us when we record, um, have yeah, updates yeah. Uh, when we post, um, where people can... Because most of our listeners are through Spotify and you can't interact with the people on the podcast and you know the listeners you can't interact with each other through spotify but if we have you know like a platform like twitter if we have a platform like instagram we have a comment section so people can comment things um you know if you want to you can email us we have an email um the, have an email. Yeah, yeah um the babble crowd um one word at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh if there's something uh you really want us to talk about stories you want to hear um you know get in touch man yeah send us an email we're both you know we have our personal um instagrams twitter whatever um so you could dm us there if you want to yeah. uh, until we get something else that reminds me in in regards to my dead name yeah i changed my username you did um, yeah cal and stuff with double l yeah and i'll tell you why i'm changing my name to cal yeah I'll hopefully do it by deed poll um cal mm-hmm. with a double l is old norse for cauldron oh nice yeah so i'm gonna do that which is cal. Really cool. cal yeah Old for uh, in Norwegian, um, the word for coal, you know, like, you know, burning coal, yeah. is kul. Oh, that's cool. Mm. That's cool. I like that. So, yeah. Nice. Um, I have 
Uh, we still have some time left. I was going to say the last thing we do before we sign off. We still got, I don't know, seven minutes. Seven minutes. <laughs> we got seven minutes. Six minutes. Six minutes. Six minutes. Um, I got a reminder thing. Oh, well, Cindy reminded me <laughs> of this hilarious thing that happened last year in the beginning of the pandemic. Um, so I'm going to, I need to find, where the fuck did I put my phone? Am I sitting <laughs> on it again? No, it's there. Oh, it's there. I keep sitting on my phone. Guys, so. I actually remembered where something is. <laughs> Celebrate at home. Have a drink on me. Woo. Um, so yeah, I need to find this picture. Uh, I'm very happy that Messenger got back the fact that you can like access media that's been shared. Cause they got rid of that. Yeah, they. You know when they got rid of the nicknames. Do you still have your nicknames? N nicknames is back, love. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So in the, in the in the group chat you're Kellinator again. Hell yes, man. So yeah, um, view photos and videos. Cinder sent me a screenshot because um, last year, the beginning of the pandemic, the Norwegian University of Science and Technology, which we call NTNU, um, they had you know ex exchange students all around the world. And they tweeted, in accordance with the recommendations from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, UD, NTNU strongly recommends that all the NTNU students who are outside Norway to return home. This applies especially if you are staying in a country with poorly developed health services and infrastructure and or collective um, infrastructure. For example, America. Uh, and the same applies if you're if you're not if you don't have health ins insurance. So this university, no, I just called out USA. I love that. They were just like, you know what, America, sup a dick. Y you suck. Sup a dick, man. And like, American people, like they they saw the tweet and it went oh. viral. Oh. And people, I saw people like on different platforms, and they were like. Norway be calling us out. They were like, they understood it, but they were also like mildly offended. <laughs> and, oh God! I can I can show you. Like it's um, oh my God, I need to find it again. Um, it's a proper tweet. A proper tweet. Oh my God! That they sent out. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh and like, god. the only example they had was USA. I love that because, you know, I mean, to be fair, UK is not great either. <laughs> but you got free healthcare though. Got free healthcare. USA do not have free healthcare. They do not. not. A little bit. You know, um, to have a baby in a hospital in America for just, I don't know, stay a night it's i think it was uh, several thousand pounds yeah like it's insane like the people that need surgery and need you know this flipping like life life dependent like healthcare treatment, treatment. Yeah. like what, it's, what who thought this was okay who was like you know what you can have a baby got two grand spare like, I'm, work like, that. like, if I'm having a baby, I can't afford to pay you two grand for you to help me to birth it. I'm going to spend money on clothes for my baby. Exactly. Like, if I'm having a baby and not being funny, mate, you're not the first thing on my mind. I'm not thinking about... <laughs> yeah, I'm not thinking about the hospital and how much money it's going to get. I'm not thinking about, hmm, what's the password to my bank account? I'm thinking about, huh, I'm about to rip a human through my vagina. So, yeah. you know, that that's more of a priority. Not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, fuck you and your fucking money. I don't care. Also, you know, um, you have asthma, so you need an inhaler. Oh yeah, God, the fucking I take. I'm on lifetime medication for hypothyroidism, leucotriazine. Yeah. I have to take that every day. I'm on. Have you taken your meds today? I have indeed. I good. Have indeed. Kay made me do it. Good person. I almost said good boy, as if you were a dog. Um, <laughs> good boy. So I changed it to good person. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, no, I have taken them, but oh god, the amount of money I would have to pay every month. But then I yeah. have an exemption certificate for the UK. Um, and yeah. emails, prescriptions are free anyway, because they're great like that. Yeah, I know in Norway you have to, 
um, unless it's on what we called blue prescription, you have to pay um, a certain amount, a percentage, yeah. something. Um, but yeah. Yeah, but then isn't everything like ridiculously expensive in Norway because you get paid more? Well, yeah, for... Oh, that reminds me. Something that I want to do when I move back uh-huh. um, after my f- first trip to buy food. Something I want to do. The first trip first back. Um, I want to like pull up some items that me and Sindra would buy every week here in the UK. And then compare it to how much it costs in Norway. And I'm going to blow your mind and make you, you know, I don't know, cry yeah, uh, for, I for my wallet. Things. Um, yeah, but then you get paid more. I don't have a fucking job. Oh, that's true. That's true. You will do though. You will have a job. Yeah, I am um, crossing my fingers. Applied for a job the other day. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully something happens. Hopefully, fingers crossed. There's yeah. a lot of like remote writing jobs that you don't really need a lot of experience for. And if I'm honest, you could put down your editing experience with the anthology, and they. I have. I have put that on my on my CV. Um, oh yeah. Also, um, I know that we are on the hour about, but I have a little story that I need to tell you okay, because because I will forget. Um, the other, you know, last week, both me and Sandra get a text message from the health health um, uh, institute in Norway. Um, FHI, I think. Yeah. Um, where it says if you are abroad um, for reasons that are not okay, me abbreviating very roughly, yeah. um, um, you have to go mandatory quarantine in a hotel and you have to pay. And that's 50 quid per day, per person, and you have to be there for at least 10 days. Yeah. Um, That's some bullshit, man. Yeah, but, you know, me and Sandra, we are... Like, our reasons are for being in the outside of Norway are exempt from that rule because oh. we, we're getting, you know, education. Yeah. We just need to just produce a certificate of our, you know, being in school, yeah, which you yeah. can you can press a button on student record and get that emailed to you, so... That's chill. Um, but yeah, that made us think about, oh shit, we need to go into quarantine. You know, regardless, we need to quarantine. Mm-hmm. And the hotel thing, even though it's not, we have to be in the quarantine hotel, the hotel was not an option for us because we don't have that much money to spare. Yeah. Yeah, considering we're moving into a new flat, I still, I don't have a job at the moment. So we need to save as much money as we can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. That's more of a priority. <laughs> yeah. So we were um, thinking about, okay, could we go to Cinder's mum? But the rules for being, you know, in quarantine, you have to have your own bathroom. You have to have your own, like, bedroom space where you are, you know, staying most of the day. And you sh- they want you to have your own kitchen. Or someone who can, like, give you food every day. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in a safe distance kind of way. As soon as mum only got one bathroom. So that, you know, full stop, can't, can't go there. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely not. Um, my parents' house, um, we could have stayed in the living area in the attic on in the garage. That's where we, where we stayed um, last summer. But my parents do have two bathrooms. The bathroom that's closest to the front door mm-hmm. is the main bathroom that everyone uses. Mm-hmm. The other bathroom is on the second floor, and we would have to go through the whole house to get there. So, bathroom-wise, can't go there. Um, and we would be going back when my siblings are still in school, my parents working full-time. There's not two kitchens, so we wouldn't have anyone to give us food. Yeah. So we can't be at my parents' place. And I'm like, what the fuck do we do? Well, my mum was like, you can go to the cabin. So me and Sandra are going to go for 10 days, two weeks, to my parents' cabin in the woods. Um, there's a kitchen. There's a bathroom. Um, my mum's going to pick up my car. And we're going to swap cars at the airport. So me and Sandra are going to go straight to the cabin. My mum's going to fill the car with food so that we don't have to shop, at least for the 
first yeah. couple of days. And best part, I'm, I get to bring the dog. God. My mum was like, yeah, you can bring the dog. Because I asked, can, can we get Kaiser, please? And she was like, yeah. So I'm going to get, you know, drive my, my, my red little Ford Aww. with Kaiser in the boot, food, and, you know, Sindra too. So we're going to be there for, for two weeks. That's so good. We, we do need to pre-record some episodes for that, though, because I'm going to be two weeks in a place with no internet. That's true. We can we can pre-record. That's fine. Yeah, that's cool. We can do that. Yeah, but oh, that's fourteen. Yeah, end of episode. Guys. End of episode. So yeah, you know, everyone, go go follow us on our Twitter. If you have oh, Twitter, yeah. if you have Twitter, go follow us. We will be getting an Instagram in the future, the Babble Crowd. I'm pretty sure we'll, it'll just be the Babble Crowd and everything. I can't yeah. imagine that's going to be taken already. Um, um, and if you if you fancy, you know, going and following an independent non-binary and lgbtqia plus owned magazine then go follow the seafront review seafront yeah. underscore review go, go do it my website give me some blog hits you know submit some work get yourself yeah. published do it guys do it yeah but yeah so it's been a good session it it's good uh, session, still a good day good day i'm gonna go and do some shopping now do some frantic reading for the meeting <laughs> yeah but goodbye 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 and have a great week yeah